Hello there, and welcome to episode 219, 219 of Dude and a Monkey. My name's Ian Loring, and as always, as always, I am joined by... Matt Foster, hello everybody. Hi, so... We're going to keep it nice and loosey-goosey this evening as we go on a trip to the stars with Luke Besson's mental, mental, mental mind's eye with a look at his comic book adaptation, Dud Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Uh, We'll also talk some Twin Peaks, some what we've been watching, some trailers, probably some tangents. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How are we doing, Mark? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, yeah, yeah. How are you? Yeah, good, yeah. The iOS 11 beta is a bit scary. Is it? <laughs> yeah, in what way? In what way is it scary? The control centre, where you flip up from the bottom to like turn your Wi-Fi off and on and all that stuff. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's a whole mess of stuff. It's quite nice and clean and crisp at the moment, isn't it? Yes, it is, yeah. Um, and now, there's blobs all over the place. <laughs> and, for instance, right, if I wanted to select that I wanted something to play for my AirPods instead of my iPhone, if my AirPods weren't connecting, I'd swipe left, I'd click where it said iPhone and just select um, AirPods. Now, it was like, well, I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. So I have to long press on the blob that's got what I'm playing, and then click on an icon, and then click on AirPods once it detects them. Mm. And it feels... The thing is, it, it it's instead of having two swipes, you've got it all on the one thing now. So I suppose you're removing something there. But then it's like you're kind of almost having to do more work, even though it's all on the one screen. I'm sure I'll get used to it. That's it. A lot of times about getting used to stuff, isn't it? Uh, yes. I mean, I also just spent a good two minutes looking for the iTunes store because the icons changed. Oh, I like that. It's a star. And it's a bit right. like... Yeah, I'm not sure about that. And if you take, oh god, yeah. And if you take a screenshot as well, it automatically puts it in the bottom left, like it, like you want to do something with it there and then. <laughs> and it's like, so you got to click on it, and then if you don't want to do anything, then click on done, and then it asks you whether you want to save it or delete it. It's nice that it asks you if you want to delete it, but at the same time, it's like it wasn't broken before. You know, like, everybody knows how to take a screenshot on an iPhone and then what you do with it. It's not broken. Um, But the font's changed slightly, and that's quite nice. And there's there's a bit more animation to stuff, which I I quite like. So, it's alright so far. And it's it's free for anybody to use now as a public beta. Um, But it, it weirded me out to start with. So, that's the first tangent of the episode done. And I thank you for your time. Um, has anything happened this week? No. Um, it, uh, Donald Trump uh, inferred nuclear war. That's about it. But we we avoid talking about that on this show anyway. But I would say that that nothing nothing much of interest has happened this week. There's probably something glaring that's in the fucking background. <laughs> We're going. I don't think anything's happened this week. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. To be fair, I, I I don't think anything has either. So. Um, no. 
Okay, we'll just we'll just get into some trailers then. So, um, Mark, what have you got? Uh, the uh, Death Wish trailer, uh, the Eli Roth, uh, Joe Carnahan, uh, favourite of the show, um, written, uh, Bruce Willis starring Death Wish remake, reboot, redevelopment, well, I, I, I don't even know now, summer. It's some kind of Death Wish thing <laughs> um, starring Bruce Willis. Um, I liked it, actually, <laughs> which okay. is quite strange because... I'm not Eli Roth's biggest fan. Um, um, and I think a lot of people would claim that Eli Roth has kind of... He's gone off the boil since his first few films. Well, I don't like his first few films, but I, I quite liked his last film, and I quite like the look of this. Okay. Um, I mean, His last film was Not Knock, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. Knock. Yeah, I mean, everyone seems to hate this, um, this trailer, and I, I could see, I could see why. To be honest, um, it's the tone of it which is really weird, um, because I don't know. It's it's hard to marry up your wife's been murdered with jokes <laughs> yeah yeah i can i can i can see that and i mean the thing is if it's just not representative of what the film actually is then fair enough but it's like the most jokey bruce willis performance by the looks of it in a good long while and it's for the remake of death wish yeah I mean, never judge a movie by its trailer. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued, but holy shit, it could be bad. Oh, it could be, it, it, it could be fucking awful. It, it could be like worst of the year territory, but if it, it's it if it's more interesting and subversive than this trailer, even though, then again, this trailer is actually quite subversive. It's like a fucking right-wing propaganda fantasy with jokes. Um, <laughs> I, I, it, I, it's, I, I was rather taken aback by it, to be honest. Um, like, the choice of music as well. Um, I, I, it just... I, I don't know. It looks... It looks like something for, like, flyover state America to have a few beers while watching and just shout about how great it is to own a gun. It, it, it's got Tuesday Night Watch written all over it. Sure, yeah. It, I mean, it is a total Tuesday Night Netflix watch. Yeah, yeah, um, that's fair. We'll, I mean, fuck, we'll probably review it. So, we will, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into it then. But it's... Um, I don't know, especially in the day and age in which we find us, this feels like a very weird trailer. Yeah, I I, I have a feeling that, that there's that there's going to be there's either going to be a lot less going on than this trailer um, gives uh, lets on, or there's going to be a lot more going on. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, yeah, that that's absolutely fair. But yeah, it, it's an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, what else have we had? Uh, the trailer for the full trailer for Mother. 
um, the Darren Aronofsky, mm-hmm. what looks like being a kind of horror movie. It Straight horror. Like it's kind of um, Rosemary's Baby kind of territory, I would say, there. Um, I, I knew that Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Hayabad then were in it. Um, and then... Um, and then all of a sudden, Ed Harris walked in, and I thought, that is just the most Ed Harris role in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that is so... Ed Harris is on true. And I don't even know what he does yet, but I'm assuming he's Ed Harris. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks... It it looks a little bit like what I'd imagine a Darren Aronofsky horror film would look like. Yep. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> yep, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's some interesting imagery in there. The, the the blood filling up in the light bulb is like actually quite evil dead, frankly. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it it looks like a mystery. It's very exciting that it's just out in a month. Yeah, I, 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 I'll make a couple of predictions on it. Mm. Um, film people who don't normally watch horror will absolutely adore it mm-hmm. and think that it's it, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, and film people who horror is their jam will watch it and go, there's a lot of straight to VOD stuff in this that I've kind of seen before, but it's just been done slightly better and slightly more polished. Yeah, but, I can see that. But the 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 like the blood up a late book thing, when I saw that I thought I've seen that somewhere and not in something very good. <laughs> um, so I think it's going to be a bit a bit like that. There'll be a lot of people, I, in my brain, I'm already picking them out and thinking, I know it's going to be good, all this, and gushing over it. Like, oh, you know, this is, it, it's proper horror. It's the way horror should be. It's like, kind of, yeah, but also a little bit like, do you know what? It, it's a bit schlocky, though, isn't it? Just because it's got Darren Aronofsky's name on it don't mean it's not schlocky. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I like the fact that this is very, very likely not going to be going for any awards whatsoever. Um, it can just be a film with Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem and directed by Darren Aronofsky, which can just be a genre film. Yeah. You know, that, that, that would be great. That'd be great. Um, yeah, good. Uh, what else have we got? What else have I watched this week trailer-wise? Sure, there's more. Oh, I started watching a trailer for a film called Keep Watching. And then um, you stopped watching? Yeah, I did actually. After about, a minute, about a minute and ten seconds, I went, I can't even make it to the fucking trailer. <laughs> nice. Um, goodbye, Christopher Robin. Um, oh dude. God, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Oh God, that. I, I, honestly, the, 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 there are there are many many reasons I am not an actor. Many many, mm. and then and the, at the very bottom of the list, reason like two thousand six hundred and seven. But that reason now is pertinent to this. Is if I was Don Gleason and that kid was walking next to me, I wouldn't be able to every time a director says cut go. You've got a really fat face, haven't you? Nice. I hope you grow into that face. You do realise that you're going to be... You're, that when you're, like, 20, you're going to have to look really fucking ripped so some fucking clickbait site can say, remember that kid from Goodbye, Christopher Robin? Well, here's him now. 
that's going to be you in 15 years. Do you want a cigarette? Because uh, uh, that's all I could think all the way through it was, I can't watch this film because that kid's fucking haircut and face is too weird. <laughs> okay. What did you think? Did you think it looked boring? Uh, yeah, no, it, uh, yeah, I mean... Boring as shit. Yeah, I mean, it just, it looks like... Uh, September awards bait film which will get absolutely no traction whatsoever yeah it, 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 it looks like let's take it with Donald Glee Smith like you don't have to do every script you send mate just pass on some <laughs> mm. yeah I it's uh, yeah I'm not that thrilled about it to be fair yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of what else I've seen. I'm sure there's a few more I've watched, or if I'm just imagining that. Nothing, that's it. What, what, is there anything else you've caught? It might spur me on and go, oh, actually, yeah, I watched that. Um, what's the trailer for Brigsby Bear? Which is this... Like, I've, I've kind of seen its name being chucked around as a the, the next big, quirky indie film that Indie wire wanks itself over and it makes no money. Um, and yeah, so I mean, the plot description on the iTunes trailer app Brigsby Bear Adventures is a children's TV show produced for an audience of one, James. When the show abruptly ends, James's life changes forever. He sets out to finish the story himself and must learn to cope with the realities of a new world that he knows nothing about. Well, I, I didn't get that from the trailer at all. Um, it, it's it's a load of imagery with some plinky plonky music and Mark Hamill's in it at the end. I, uh, I genuinely right. couldn't tell you a thing about it. I watched it a few <laughs> days ago and I've completely forgotten, apart from the plinky plonky music. Um, so yeah, that's it. But no, that's it for me as well. Yeah, that, that that's it. I don't think I did. I see anything before Valerian that was new? I don't think I did. I think it was all the the usual trailers we're getting at the moment. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it kind of feels like we're in that. I mean, like we're get, we're getting towards the end of the summer blockbuster season, so I suppose it's not really a, a, a yeah a shocker to be fair. And there's, there's fucking shitloads of films out in the next few weeks. I'm just yeah. looking at like earlier today and going, wow, there's there's like there's like a few weeks here where there's like at least three movies I want to see. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it, this this week is fucking crazy. Like literally, I'm gonna go see three films over the next week in the cinema. I, I'm, I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it is like, bloody hell, ease off a bit. I think next week there's a couple as well. There's a couple next week, and then the week after that, in week the after that. There's, there's like three or four, I think. Yeah. It? Detroit's out. There's something else. Out. Yeah, there's definitely something else. Uh, there's American Made. That was what there's I was thinking. Else. Yeah, but there's something else out as well with Detroit. Yeah, uh, Death Note's out on Netflix that weekend. Um, yeah, it's um, it's a busy one. Um, yeah, I mean, what what do you actually have opening around you uh, this this week? What what what, what do you want? Oh, Logan Lucky, that was it. Logan oh, Lucky, oh, American Lucky Made, and Detroit well. are all out the same fucking week, and I want to see all three of those. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll see all three of those, but like, thank goodness for a bank holiday weekend, is what I'd say. Um, I'm I'm working seven days that week. Oh, that's <laughs> um, and then yeah, next week we, we is it next week? Yeah, we've got the Hitman's Bodyguard and the Dark Tower. Yeah. And this the week, Dark Tower is only an hour and a half long, at least. I know it is. Yeah. And this week it's the Annabelle movie, 
a ghost story yeah. and atomic what else? Blonde. An atomic blonde, of course, yeah. Annabelle Creation, 1020 showing next Tuesday. It's my birthday next Tuesday. Donna's taking the day off work and she said I can go to the cinema in the morning. So it's like, yep, sweet, 1020 in the morning showing of Annabelle. Um, that, that, that's a solid time to go and see that movie. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, it reminds me of when I went to see uh, a double bill of Monsters University and The Conjuring. Um, like, I, if I could double bill Annabelle with like a kids film, that would be amazing. But it's not going <laughs> to happen. So, um, but yeah, okay. So, just while we're on that, then I mean, what can you actually see for next week's show? Uh, Annabelle, um, a ghost story, or Atomic Blonde? I can see all three of them. Okay. Um, We'll we'll discuss it, but I will see all three by before next Wednesday if we record next Wednesday. So uh, I, next Wednesday, I, I will probably see uh, a ghost story, and I'm very intrigued by that. Mm. Very intrigued by that. Mm. Um, and I, I will probably see the time blonde to be honest as well. That's fine. Okay, cool. I can just talk about Annabelle in the what we were watching bit anyway. I, I, you weren't as high on Annabelle as Noel and I. I, I, I didn't like it. No. Yeah, no. no, that's fine. So, um, okay, cool. Anyway, uh, going back to this week's show though, let's talk some Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. It is directed by Luc Besson and it stars Dane DeHaan, Cara Delevingne, Clive Owen, Rihanna, Ethan Hawke, that jazz guy whose name I've forgotten, Herbie Hancock. Um, which is really weird, um, and others. So, Valerian... Rungahoya in a blink and you will miss him. If you turn up two minutes late to this movie, you will miss Rungahoya. That was... And he's in the opening credits. Yeah, he is. And Rungahoya is gone. (laughs) Was it special appearance by... Did I see that? It may have been, actually, but yeah, it literally is. He's he's there, and then he's not. It's like one shot. It is literally one shot. Yeah. I don't even believe it's him. (laughs) I I completely forgot until you just said then, but it just came flooding back. Right, okay, so Valerian. Um... Story is. Looking forward to you trying to explain this one. Okay, all right. (laughs) The City of a Thousand Planets started off as an Earth made space station which other civilizations then connected themselves onto and it was then pushed out of earth's orbit to kind of travel off itself in it there is something radioactive which appears to be killing it from the inside and valerian and his partner uh, played by dane dehan and his partner laureline or laureline played by cara delavine uh are dispatched to essentially investigate it. Um, Along the way, they discover a race that may or may not have ill intentions and a race of big fat aliens that definitely do have ill intentions and Ethan Hawke's a space pimp. Mark Valerian. You, 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 you're, this, this is a film that I am, I'm getting the feeling that you're willing to go to bat for. Right, yeah. Well, no, you don't get the feeling. I, just a little bit of background, guys, and a bit of a spoiler for my opinion on it. 
We have a WhatsApp thread where Jordan was rather negative about Valerian, and let's just say I kind of went off on one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was in a horrible mood when I went in to see this earlier today. Like, like a really fucking, a really horrible mood. Uh, to the point where there was three girls who I couldn't understand how they got into the film because they were it's a 12A and they were about sort of 12, 13 years old and they were dicking about during all the trailers and everything like that. Uh, and I might have said to them, do me a favour, sit down and shut the fuck up. And then I thought, I don't think I'm in the right frame of mind for this movie. And then I thought, hang on a minute, this movie's about to start but it kicks out in like two and a half hours nearly. What the shit? Yeah. Didn't know it was two and a half, two, two hours, 20 minutes. Didn't know that. Thought it was about 95 minutes. Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Starts. Fun start, innit? Starts off with, I like, I like the opening start. The, yeah. you know, the, you've got the boy plane, you've got the, the whole world building with the, the International Space Centre, and then it becomes more nations joining it, and then more fucking species joining it, and it grows and it grows and it grows. Then we're introduced to um, Valerian and, and Lorelei. Um, and from there, once you get into it, you kind of realise that you're just getting swept away on it. And I think it's one of those movies where if you go into it a little bit sniffy or with a little bit sort of negative feelings towards the movie or asking the movie to kind of to win you over, I don't think it's ever going to do that. But if you get yourself into a place where you go sit back and you go, do you know what? Entertain me. Entertain me. Don't make me fucking think. I don't want to think entertain me mm. then it will it will entertain you because it's really entertaining you cannot be bored during this movie because there's too much going on for you to be bored there's so much for, it, this movie should be 95 minutes but I'm really really glad it's not 95 minutes because I think it was 95 minutes it's a big crap the fact that it is two and a bit hours long and it is a little bit too long but if it came out and there was a three-hour version of it, fuck it. I'd be like, yep, sit me down. I want to watch that. I want to watch this for three hours. The bit that I was most worried about was um, uh, Cara Delevingne. I thought, right, she's a model, um, and she's been a little bit not st- not stellar in anything she's been in so far. Uh, you know, so I was a bit worried there. thought she was quite charming, to be honest. Um, thought she was actually probably more charming than Dane DeHaan. She's she's a lot better than Dane DeHaan. He is probably my biggest criticism of the film. Yeah, I think he... The thing is, I think, and we'll get into this, I think he's both right for the role and wrong for the role at the same time. His face doesn't look right for it. it. No, that's it. He's... I get the idea that he's that the thing is he's supposed to not look like you'd expect him to look, and he's it's supposed to get by through it on his charm alone. But I get the feeling that he's maybe not as charming as he needs to be. He's got a good smile. 
is what I would say. He's got a very charming smile. Um, but yeah, I, 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 had, I had a really good time with that. I don't think it's as good a time as, as, as you with it, but I had a very good time with it. I thought it was it, it was it was impressive. Um, and there's an awful lot going on. It, I mean, it cost what is it nearly two hundred million dollars? It's cost yeah, like hundred and eighty million. Yeah, which is, yeah, mental. And it, there's no way it's making that back at all because it's too. too niche in a sense of and I don't think in if this film had been released 15 years ago maybe not 15 maybe 20 years ago I think it would have been well basically around the same time as The Fifth Element was released it would be treated like The Fifth Element is treated now now weirdly I don't get on with The Fifth Element but it would be treated like that but we're in a strange place um I can't believe not more has been made of it, the fact that the comic series is called uh, Valerian and Loreline and the film's called Valerian. I, I'm staggered that more hasn't been made of that. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it could almost be called Loreline and the City of a Thousand Planets. It could. It, it could. Like, it, it, and I, I'm not just saying that because Cara Delevingne is better in it. But she, she did it as much, it, 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 if not more. Yeah, I was going to say, I think she might be in the film more than he is. Yeah, it, it it might be, but but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll let you talk about it now. But yeah, I I had a I had a a very good time with it. Um, um, it was it only started to it only started to make me go. I kind of need you to get to a bit of an end in the last 10, 15 minutes. Can I ask you a question quickly? Um, when you saw yeah. it. Did it look yeah. like you were you were watching a Blu-ray projected onto a big screen with black black bars on the top and bottom? Not that I noticed. No. no. Okay. Fine. Um, yeah. View in Murphy Tidville. Well fucking done. Um, like it basically just looked like they were. It was like they had it set to flat, but it was playing scope with black bars on the top and bottom. It was. Like so, that really bothered me from the start. But by about twenty minutes in, it was just like I'm just into this world. I'm like, this is great. Um, I'm surprised more people aren't st- talking about the the opening fifteen twenty minutes of this film, which are basically a great bit of almost sight. Well, silent exposition, other than the music. Um, well, all my, yeah, you've got some dialogue, but from Rutger Hauer and whatnot. But and the idea, the the idea of the film that is basically said on screen from the start about cooperation between those who don't know each other and aren't necessarily familiar with each other. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 not subtle. No, at it's... all. I, I mean, especially when they're explaining the different regions of the <laughs> later on in the film, no. and that it's basically like. Look, you've got the East who control all the financial sector. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got the West. We're going through a bit of a tough time at the moment. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's... But, like, the thing is... It, you've got a film talking about the world or how Besson sees the world. And it's all an, 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 an analogy for something. But... And going back to Jordan, Jordan fucking loves Avatar, right? Fucking loves it. 
It's a visual wonder. You know, he felt like he was in that world. Fucking adores that film. And it's got a story which is derivative as derivative can be. Now, Valerian does not have the most original story in the world, but it feels like it's actually about something. What is Avatar about? Trees are better than fucking guns. The the weird thing is, with Avatar, and I I must make a, a mild confession here, right? I've never actually seen Avatar in one block. I've seen the whole movie. Um, and it's not like I've watched it, paused it, or stopped it, and then picked it back up. I've seen like the first hour and a half, and then not watched the rest of it, and then seen from about an hour in and watched it to the end. So I've never actually watched it in one c- complete thing. And that's because the, the two times that I watched it, I fucking struggled with it really, really badly. It just, it just didn't get on with it at all. Uh, now, apparently, if you saw it in the cinema, you, you would have had a different experience. I've never been as let down by a film as much as I have by Avatar. Well, I, I right now. What I will say is, I remember when Avatar with the whole big brouhaha about Avatar was going on, and I, I, at the time, I was like, I, I quite simply don't care. And I still don't care. Five out of ten. Day one, wrote a review, five out of ten. And I'm fucking sticking to it. I know uh, the guy... Um, Tom, who who wrote the review for Empire, um, who actually lives in America now, um, I, I knew him. I went to, I did uh, film studies with him, um, and he he when he went on the, up on the website after the embargo was lifted, it was five stars, mm. five stars, full review, uh, five out of ten. If you actually five out of five, if you actually read the review, he just basically slates it in the review, but it still. Five out of five stars, um, and he said that he was basically told it's a five star movie. No matter what, it's a five star movie. You can put whatever you want in the review, but it's a five star movie. Yeah, it, it, it uh, no, it's not. Um, but th- th- this is the thing. So you got Avatar. It made more money than God. You know, whatever. And then you've got Valerian, which is. Very, very expensive. Like, visually, it takes you into a different world, I genuinely think, in moments. Um, you know, I mean, like, that introduction sequence where it's like, essentially, you are watching a planet's apocalypse mm. is staggering. Absolutely staggering. And I love that the, like, the reason why that was happening was because essentially it was big boys playing with toys and not caring about the consequences. Yeah. Like, that is... A, I, it, that's great. I thought it was going to be they were wanting some sort of mineral on that, that planet or some shit like that, you know, or they were attacking them for X reason. No, they weren't. Nope. They just They just didn't care about the collateral damage, you know, which is a ballsy, uncinematic moment but is made cinematic by the fact that you've basically got a 10, 15 minute long flashback. Um, and yeah, I mean like the film is too long and there is moments like those you could probably cut out. Um, but like, and then just the, like the reactions to Clive Owen, you know, and it's, again, it's almost silent. It, it, you know, there's not really much going on there, but then also the, 
like the the di- the dilemma that Valerian has about well, do we let them do what they want to do or not? Because in the end of the day, I've got a mission here, um, yeah. and then the idea of love triumphing overall, which is kind of basically what the fifth element is, um, but it's now now nowadays that is quite an an almost esoteric idea. Love conquers all, whereas. Like in cinema past, it was a defining feature of a lot of films. Um, Absolutely, it's 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 seeming like that um, you can only do that if you're doing it in a cynical way. Yeah, if 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 you're doing it to almost appear meta with it, and it's it's a bit like what you know, meta's it's had its time. It's gone now. You know, appearing meta has almost become meta nowadays. but yeah, it, it just seems like we, we can't we can't have um, tropes from cinema. We can't have these, you know, like you say, the Love Conquers All things. That is a prime example anymore because well, it's already been done before. It's like yeah, it it, it has, and and cinema was doing it very well and and, and very regularly for like over a hundred years before social media. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, quite exactly. Um, I it's so this I don't know. It's just it's a film which feels like it's about something. Does some ballsy stuff with the narrative. Yes, Dane DeHaan's not great, but the big market sequence is incredible. The book, book, right, all right, yeah, he, and I agree with it. He's not, he's not great, but. Is there anybody that jumps at your mind that you could replace him with and make the film better? Because I think, because I was thinking about this and thinking, hmm. right, but you can't because the whole, he's, he's got to marry up. He, he, the thing is, he's supposed to look awkward. Not awkward, but out of place as the person he is. And the same for Cara Dalladine. They're supposed to look out of place for the positions they're in, and there's there's a theme running through it. There's no you you there's you're either you either look way too young for that for, for your standing, or you're at the older end of the spectrum. There's no kind of middle ground. Nobody looks like they're in their thirties in, in this movie. We, what I was saying is me and you are. Me and you are underrepresented in this film. Yeah, no, we are. Uh, but, yeah. but nobody looks like they're in their they're in their thirties or like even their early forties. Everybody either look twenties uh, or fifty plus, um, and that's it, it's a strange thing because I mean I think Dan DeHaan is maybe what early thirties, maybe at sure. a push, but looks like he's in his early twenties. Yeah, thirty one years by the way, but he looks like he's in his early twenties. Um, and I was thinking about it, thinking. He doesn't seem right for the role, but I have a feeling that he's supposed to not seem right for the role. I think it kind of fits in. I think if you put somebody in that was more classically attractive, um, then you've got, I think you're losing part of that. Um, And if you put somebody in who's more physically the 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 right build for it, then that also stops it being ring things. But I, I think that it's maybe, it's just that now we expect him to look like that. You know, somebody like, I have a feeling that the, the, the list will have been probably Dane DeHaan, Dave Franco, and a couple of others. 
And then, and then you look at it and you're thinking, well, actually, Dane Dahan kind of makes sense in a it-doesn't-make-sense way. It's weird. You're spinning it harder than I would have. Um, it is. I, I, but that's it. I, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you that, that he's, he's not great. It, but I just I cannot think of a single other person that I'd go there because I think they come as a team. Okay. Yeah. That's a fair shout. I, 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 I'm racking my brain and I can't think of anybody either. That's it. I, 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 I think you could change both of them. I, and it might it might benefit the film or it might make the film worse, but I think that they look they look kind of almost right with each other. Okay, all right, no, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, yeah. So, so the big market sequence is genuinely visually inventive. Yes, um, it's very you, fun. You know, it's uh, the only film I can remember that does like the going on two planes of existence at the same time thing is Jonah Hex. And in Jonah Hex, it was basically because they shot two versions of the fight scene and didn't know what to do with either of them. Um, and and in, in, in the, But in this, it is just insanely choreographed, like what they're actually, like the movements they're doing. And um, it, yeah, just great, really, really great stuff. And the, um, the bit where he's crashing through all the levels... Um, to catch the commander is is great, yeah. um, you know, and I, I I like the fact that the the end action sequence is it's almost the the standoff is the action sequence as opposed to the, to the resulting action, and I I quite enjoy that. Um, so yeah, I, I it's just. It's a film that has weirdly got a hard time, and I don't really know why, because it's the kind of just balls-out mental cinema that a lot of self-aggrandizing cinephiles seem to say they want, but when they get it, they just take the piss out of it. And that's not a comment on Jordan, by the way. I just want to... Like, I know I mentioned him a couple of times, and that's not yeah. a comment on Jordan. Um, but at the same time, I don't get how anyone just laughs at this film. No, I, I, I don't understand the kind of... The, the fume behind it, to be honest. Other than, again, not a criticism of Charles. Uh, other than just pure kind of snobbery. But but it, it doesn't even seem like a film that should attract snobbery, you know. Is it is it because Luke Besson, uh, Luke Besson's name is not exactly a symbol of quality, is it? Let's be honest. Um, no, true. In, in the sense of you know directorial wise, we I mean we the, the irony, we we have both had great fun with Lucy when we watched that together a couple, a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, I quite liked the family. It is mental that Luke Besson a couple of films ago was doing The Family and now he's doing this. Mm. But he's he, the reason why he's been able to do this is because his production company um, made movies like the Taken series mm-hmm. and the Transporter series and uh, Nine Lives, weirdly. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, and so that that's kind of why he's managed to get this this passion project off off the ground and, and has managed to get it made for um, you know you managed to get the money to make it essentially. I mean, really, the Taken series has paid for this movie. 
No, great. You, you, can, you can argue that, I, I, I would say, um, in a sense for that, because in what? The Taken movies probably cost, in total, what, $150 million? In total, much, I'd say, yeah. Maybe. Uh, and made probably, let's have a look, so just to see. Um, so $48 million, uh, $326 million, the first one. Uh, the second, uh, the, uh, the well, let's see if we can find all of them at once. Um, ah, here we go. Budget in total, the budget was 119 million, and worldwide it grossed 929 million. Bloody hell! So, there you go. So, there's you're talking about an over 800 million dollar profit. There you go. That paid for Valerian and. Luke Besson hasn't. Luke Besson doesn't think this movie's going to make money. He doesn't think this movie's going to make a billion dollars. He, he really, he really doesn't. He's made it because he's got the, the talent. To make it, and he's got the resources to make it. I mean, shit, so he's man. made it. It's done eighty-eight million worldwide so far. Like that's. Where's what territories has this still got to be released in? Because because uh, what we tend to get a little bit obsessed nowadays in is, is European territories and um, and the US. It's fucking. It's opened in a lot of places. Has, it, has it opened in Asia? Um. In fairness, no. Right there, you go. Now I've already said this movie is not going to make its money back. But if this movie has any chance of making its money back or getting close to making its money back then Asia is the market it will do it in. I mean, what is that, what's that film that's out in uh, China at the moment that's made like $400 million in its uh, first two weeks? Is it Wolf Warriors or Wolf, something? Wolf Warrior 2. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, now, I'll be honest, never fucking heard of it. Never heard of it. Um, and uh, didn't know that. I think I've heard of Wolf Warriors. Haven't heard of, of Wolf Warriors 2. Um, and it's it's made five hundred and seventy million dollars off a budget of thirty million dollars. It's the second highest grossing movie Chinese movie ever. Chinese made and Chinese released movie, not yeah. there. Um, so that is in Frank Grillo's in it. That's right, he is. Yeah, he plays a guy called Big Daddy. Um, yeah, and that, that's made $570 million, right? So if we think that for a fucking second that it's it's what it makes in the States and what it makes in key European territories or what matter to a film, it, it just isn't like that anymore. I mean, what might harm this is uh, I think we're in the period... This isn't this doesn't get released until... I think it's November because at the moment in China it, they're in the block period, aren't they? Where it's for is it for six or eight weeks? No, uh, non-Chinese um, funded films can be released. No, non-Chinese funded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you said no Chinese funded. No, it's no, no not non-Chinese funded. So I, don't, I, I, remember, I think I actually read that said this isn't released until late October, early November in this in in China. So it might end up getting caught up in other movies and not doing that, but. People thought this of you know people were still going about Pacific Rim being a bomb and it wasn't. People were still going about World of Warcraft being a bomb and it, it wasn't. Mm. And plus, we cause we do talk a lot about movie financing because it's something that kind of it interests both of us. But it, it's not a it's not a a show of quality or of how good a movie is. You know, you only have to look at the Transformers movies to to notice that. Mm. 
Um, and you know, it, it's the more that that movies like this get as panned as they do and as uh, as poked fun at as they do, the, the less they're going to get made. And isn't that a shame? One hundred percent. That's yeah. Which I think is my overall point, really. But very nicely. Um, um, uh, kind of surmise there. It, it is the fact that if these films are just laughed out of the cinema, then you won't get people being able to be inventive with cinema. And hmm. for all that I say, I really like watching stuff on Netflix and whatnot. I mean, I said, I think last week, I would have preferred to see Lost City of Z on a cinema screen. Yeah. I, I would have preferred to have seen Valerian properly projected. Um but I am glad I saw it on a cinema screen. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely the same. Um, it is. I mean, that, that, that's that's the thing. It, it's if you, I think cinematic snark needs to get fucking toned down severely. Um, I get the feeling that that what that, that, that I, I might introduce a. If people are just being overtly snarky about cinema to me in person, I'm gonna poke them in their eye, <laughs> and then just when they say, "What's that for?" I said, "Because you were you, you were annoying me," and it just it, it, you just it seems like that now every time you're gonna be snarky about it, you're gonna think, "Oh, wait a minute, my eyes twitching. Maybe I've been a little bit mean." Yeah, nice. Yeah, that that's the, uh, please don't start doing that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, so that, that that's exactly it, man. It's a visually rich film which has got some like interesting stuff going on in the story if you're prepared to actually lend it your ear and i'm really disappointed that we probably well definitely won't be getting any more of these mm, yeah I, i'm disappointed uh, yeah and like let's say um rihanna wasn't terrible in it the the whole um uh, performance piece should we say yeah was a little bit like it was a little bit like little messing with look everyone knows that it's not you uh, Rihanna so we're not even going to try and hide the fact that it's not you in bits of this but in all the close ups it will be alright yeah I'm fine with that and yeah Cara Delevingne um, I was pleasantly surprised by how charming she was in the role I, I, yeah absolutely and I could have done with more of Ethan Hawke's base pimp um, <laughs> when you mentioned that he thought about a space pimp, I thought, that, and I think I said this on the WhatsApp, there is no person not to play a space pimp, but if you were to say to me, anybody in the world, right, all of a sudden there's space exploration and there's all these new avenues open up in space uh, and somebody becomes a space pimp, my, one of my first thoughts would be, I bet that's Ethan Hawke. <laughs> yeah, boy. He just looks like he could be a first pimp. It's just it's it's the shots during the Rihanna bit where it just cuts back to him playing that like that keyboard and just cackling to himself. <laughs> yeah. it's, it like it just it's the best. Like I bet, I, I bet he had a really fun couple of days on set. Yeah, I I, I, I bet he did. Uh, I bet everyone did. Yeah, quite. Yeah, I, it it's just I don't know, man. It's an international co-production with God knows how many bloody production companies named at the start, all coming together to basically make flesh Luc Besson's mental mind's eye. And 
bravo to it. Yeah, I absolutely. Look forward, yeah. I look forward to watching it again. It's this year's John Carter for me, and um, I I am looking forward to it getting reevaluated and people saying they liked it all along when there'll be internet proof that they didn't. It is. It was John Goodman's voice. I it, yeah, that must have been John Goodman's voice. It was. I, I thought when it started, I thought, is that John Goodman? No, it'd have been on the credits that it's John Goodman. I didn't see John Goodman's name. And I've just looked here. Yeah, John Goodman. Well, do you know what? Extra half a star there for John Goodman. Nice. Yeah, no, it's... um, Yeah, no, that did make me laugh, actually. Um, Definitely shit. I mean, shit, man. It was reported at the uh, like at the time as well. Like, there was a Variety article about him joining it, but no, fair enough. Uh, yeah, no, God, yeah, definitely not shit. Um, obviously, um, I thought it was a blast. Not top ten at the end of the year. Um, you know, there's it is too long, and I am intrigued by your defence of him, Mark. But I'm still a little meh on Dane Dehan. But yeah, definitely not shit. And it was, um, I'm, I'm, it was a, it was a treat. I thought. I'm just reading here the you know the um, the captains that are welcoming people yeah at the uh, when at the, the space station bit mm-hmm. um, they, they they were Louis Leterrier and Oliver uh, Megaton shut the fuck up were they really yeah, they oh, were, that, yeah. oh that's hilarious <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's quite that's quite amusing it's just it, it's, the more I think about it the more it just it just, I just that film kind of I'm more I'm warming to that film again it's and it's it's like part like co cooperation and whatnot isn't it it's like it's his yeah. basically his fucking students yeah like rocket oh good good yeah Valer oh man Valerian's great yeah I'm I'm well with him um definitely shit sixty percent good. Touching class twenty percent and shit twenty percent. All right. The thing is, I I believe that that twenty percent is not Dan. Yeah, I believe that twenty percent is not. I I, I would surprise me if Dan just to be a twat uh, just put definitely that shit. <laughs> yeah, but the 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 twat has now become the twatty. Yeah. Dan never touches class. Is what I want to say. <laughs> yeah. No. You. Yeah. I bet. Um. Okay. Cool. So, let's. Should we talk some peaks? Yeah, let's talk some peaks. Okay, so um, good, good episode. I thought. Um, yeah, really like, solid episode. Yeah, like you say, it all kind of does seem like it's starting to come together now. But there were some really good standout individual scenes as well. Mm. Um, Derek Mears, great. Derek Mears is deflated face. Great. <laughs> yeah, that was a that. That whole thing was just, it was a, it was, it was a treat. Like, just like a little short film of weirdness in amongst everything else. Yeah. Um, it kind of made you, it kind of made you kind of, for a moment, like Bad Cooper. I, <laughs> He's been I, so dislikable throughout yeah. it. And then during that, you kind of liked him. The fact that he was the fact that he was just toying with him, you know. I don't like it. I like it when we're at starting position. See, when it was here, it kind of hurt, and it was here, it really hurt. But it's here, it's fine. But here, but you don't like this, do you? Because it hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's great. Um, it, it's um, 
I just the fucking like when he punches the face and it literally like feels like he's just burst a fucking ball or something. Like it just it's brutal. Um and just the the the, the whole thing with Ray, just like how Ray starts off all confident and cocky and then they kind of start restraining him and making sure he can't go anywhere and like it, it just the the kind of panic that starts coming on his face was was fantastic. Um I think my favourite music cue of the entire series was the bit at the start of the episode when they all come in in the conga line. <laughs> Just a bit of mental, like, what the fuck is going on now? Yeah. Uh to it. Um, and Belushi, fucking, um, not Belushi, Sizemore. Oh, yeah. man, what a treat. Yeah, he's Sizemore is... Because I, I genuinely think that that Tom Sizemore's um, drug problems and, and and mental health problems have have genuinely robbed us of of what would have been a a truly great character actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this kind of just backs it up even more because he's he's playing it perfectly to to how he's supposed to. Mm-hmm. It's it's that mixture of bad soap actor with understanding exactly what he's supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, it, I don't know. I, it, and again, like, the Dougie Jones thing, I I would like to think maybe in the next episode it, it's actually going to go somewhere. I'm, a, like, I'm, I'm thinking maybe there's another attempted hit on him. Because yeah. obviously Sizemore hasn't cancelled anything with the with the copy yet or anything, so and maybe that's gonna fully rejig him. Um, I'd hope so because I'm not. Cause I say I, I'm not disliking the Dougie Jones bit, but I'm a little bit. I'm now looking at going right. There's now five episodes. Come on. If, 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 no matter what happens, if it gets to that last two double episode, 17 and 18, and there is where we get Dale Cooper back, no matter what happens, I will be on the line of, I don't quite think it's, it's done what I hoped it would do. I yeah. And I'm very worried that that's where it's going to happen. I, I have a feeling Dale Cooper's literally going to be like returned to us right at the end or something. Yeah, that's um, my that, that's my that's my real fucking worry, and it does make me kind of go, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> you know, I think because the the reason why I liked this episode so much is because. It just ticked along nicely. It didn't try and do too much at any one point. It just it felt like an episode of something, not like something that was trying to to show you too much. Yeah, I suppose it's just the fact that we're now not really mid season. We're no. tr- we're starting to get to the climax end season. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if anything, it's just... I mean, obviously, Audrey was introduced in the last episode and we got some weird stuff going on with her again. Um, you know, Amanda Seyfried has kind of barely been in it. 
in yeah. the, the the grand scheme of things. Uh, Richard Horn has not been in it all that much, um, and it it just it, it's got an awful lot of plates spinning. Yes, yeah, it does. The the Sarah Palmer with the boxing match on that weird loop. That was, was that was I found that really disturbing. Actually, it was quite intense, wasn't it? Because it's like. It's almost like it's just a regular everyday thing for her now, yeah. and she just has to live in it. Um, yeah, yeah it, it, I. So, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, Christ, you had that scene with Ashley Judd and her like disabled husband, yeah. maybe like six or seven episodes ago, and that nothing's come of that. Nope, that's gone nowhere. And it, it's. I have to wonder. I mean, like Christ. I mean. Dr. Amp and Nadine, is that it for that now? Yeah, it, it, it would seem like, I don't know, I, I think there's maybe something else in that. Because, I don't know, it was almost like a punchline at the end of a really long joke where it was like, my tri- like, tribute to you, the drapes run silent, you know, and it, it or whatever. It just kind of felt like, almost like a jokey subplot that that is now at an end. Uh, yeah, and uh, yes, and then and it's only after that that Big Ed turns up. Yeah, for the first yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that's just that now. That would be nice. Mm, I need, it could be. Yeah, I need it to start stopping the plot threads that don't really need mean anything. Mm. Well, the fact that we've got Norma being introduced now, because like we, we said a couple of weeks ago, that she's literally she's just looked at things so far, and now it, it, it turns out that she's a. She's turned the double hour into a franchise. Yeah, yeah. Um, and her and Big Ed are not together. Which, again, Matt... Which I, mean, just, I, I, I just assumed they were. And it's like, <laughs> you've got him going off with Bobby. And obviously yeah. Shelley's with James now. And it's it's like... I, I, I don't know. They're like... I, at the end of season two of Twin Peaks, Bobby and Shelley... It seemed like it was going to be happily ever after. I mean, like, even though to be fair, it really didn't for um, Big Ed and Norma. Like, that's seriously, that's one of the most upsetting things about the finale of Twin Peaks season two for me. Like, just like where Nadine gets her shit back together. Um, it, it's, oh. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't know, man. I just. There's, there's been quite, there's been a decent amount of fan service, and that's fine. And I mean, like the musical performance was almost fan trolling, yeah, which was fantastic. Um, but let's get some stuff done now. Yeah, just just bits and bobs, you know. And and I mean, Naomi Watts as well. She was barely in this one, but I'm, I I think that. The end of her arc is going to be quietly heartbreaking because I've got a feeling that she's getting all this stuff and it's going to be taken away from her. Yeah, I think it got, I think you could be right on that one. Yeah, um, and like you know, she started off as the shrill harpy almost, and now you know she's got the BMW and her kids happy with the jungle gym and she's happy with Dougie and. It will all go bye bye, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I'm. Believe me, I'm still really enjoying it. And oh, I, 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 
I'm thinking by the time the series is over, there might be a lot of this stuff that I can just put to bed. But five episodes, we've got mate, like five hours left, basically. And we need to maybe crack on with some stuff. Yeah, that, my worry is that, because that, they, they Lynch has said that this is it. Uh-huh. My worry is that it finishes and I go, all right, I've got shitloads of my questions and I had 18 hours ago. It would, I like, it, it would be a Lynch thing to do to not really it be have, massive... it have an ending, but yeah. I, it like, I would like to think he's got respect for the fans who, if he's saying the it's the end, that he would wrap things up. And, and the characters, to be honest. Yeah, and yes, quite. Uh, yes, because, that's a really good point. Because, yeah, again, another thing I was, I was talking about expert and saying that, you know, the, the whole... The, the, Twin Peaks hasn't become... The, the, didn't become the cultural phenomenon and, be, and become um, the quietly revered thing that it's become uh, over the 20-odd years since it was first aired simply because of David Lynch. Mm. The, the, you know, the other point of that is, and the risk I think that, that, that they took with um, doing the return of, and not saying that it hasn't paid off because it, I'm, I'm not saying that, um, but is they weren't the only, David Lynch and Mark Frost weren't the only two writers of the whole thing. They yes, they they helmed the the best of it, but a lot of the development was done by other people. Now they've taken all of that and just it's just them two, and also as well, it wasn't only Lynch that directed them. He actually out of um, the, you know the first run, he directed six episodes, uh, so he's actually directing eighteen here, um, which is three times the amount, and it's the entire series, which isn't a problem because it's eighteen hours of Lynch, which is fantastic. But the other point of that is. It, it was never just David Lynch's Twin Peaks. It was Mark Frost and David Lynch's Twin Peaks. Mark Frost has almost as much of an eye on it as, as Lynch and effects on it as Lynch. But then there's the other part of that is a big part of it was you fe- you fell for Dale Cooper. And the thing is, it, I do feel a little bit like I'm enjoying it. I'm really, really liking it. But there's something that's just missing from it for me. And it, 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 it's painfully obvious that the thing that is missing from it that would make me go, here's the fucking warm hug that Twin Peaks is to me, is Dale Cooper. Yeah. And to know now that I'm probably not going to get that until the very end is making me go, do you know what? It might help with that emotional payoff. And it might make me go, that was fucking incredible. But it ain't gonna make me go back and watch it as much as I will do season one. It's just, it's like, it's gotta be Dale Cooper like having the final fight, you know, like whether it's like physically or metaphysically or whatever. He's got to win, and he's yeah, he's got to win. Yeah, he's got to win. Otherwise, otherwise, it'll be a little bit like if he doesn't win in some way it will be a little bit for me like right okay you've kind of ruined the whole fucking thing for me yeah so <laughs> and, no I, and, I, I can see that and that's where I, I'm, I'm really really fucking I don't want to come out at the end of this and go right I really enjoyed that but I wish it had never happened <laughs> oh god but I, I, I 
I don't think it's going to happen. I do think we won't get. I do think we're not going to get Dale Cooper until the last two episodes. I think we'll get into the second to last episode. I think we'll get into episode seventeen because they're airing the same night. Yeah. Um. So effectively, it's a double episode. It's one big long episode, really. Uh, I don't think we'll get it to till till then. Um. But I do think that we'll get him having the victory because I just, it. it it's never been a nasty show. It's been a grimy show and had nasty elements, but I get the feeling that it's got to have something. If it's going to conclude completely, it's got to end on some form of hopeful note. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. No, that's fair. 100%. Um, Okay, so let's let's move on from Twin Peaks then. So, uh, Mark, what else have you been watching this week? Uh, I watched Life. Oh yeah, cool. Okay, what do you think? Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, it's a, it, like you say, it's a it's a good sci-fi horror film. Yeah. You know, I I, I didn't I, I expected sci-fi. I didn't expect it to be as horrory as it is. Yeah, it's surprising, isn't it? You know, it's a J.J. and Rebecca Ferguson, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Aoki Sedander, and you know, it, it's a it's, it's a it looks like it costs more than it cost. Sure. Um, uh, but it is, it's a horror movie. It's a sci-fi horror movie. It's, 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 like you say, there's some, there's some solid body horror in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it, it knocks off people at, at points where you wouldn't expect it to knock off people. It's got some great performances. Um, it's, it's a solid watch. It's a, it, it, it's a seven and a half out of ten movie. Yep, very good. But that's that's it. There's not that much to say about it, though, really, I think. Very good. Weirdly. Um, watch Lego Batman. Okay, yeah, oh, yes, yep, go on. Um, it's way too long. And it's only 104 minutes. And it's, it's a good 15 minutes too long, is what I would say on that. Okay, sure. Um, it, you could cut. Quite a bit out of it. It's funny. I don't think it is ever laugh out loud funny. Um, okay, where, yep. Whereas I think uh, at points um, the Lego movie was at points laugh out loud funny. Um, but it, it's nicely, nice chuckle fair running through it, I think. Um, but it does feel like it was trying to almost kickstart a universe. And I don't think it'll have done that, really. I have a feeling that... Because are we getting a Lego Movie 2? Is that happening? Yeah, Lego Movie 2's happening. You've got Lin- Lego Ninjago coming um, in October. Yeah, so it's a little bit like that. Is I think, I think there's an audience there for it. I'm just not sure if it's me. Yeah, no, quite. I mean, I'm I'm kind of there as well, really. I mean, it, it also I don't think it did as well as they were hoping it would. It did three hundred and eleven million worldwide, which yeah. for I don't know for an for a kids film that is Lego and Batman, three hundred and eleven million. It does not feel. I mean, like Christ, the Lego, the Lego movie did four hundred and seventy million. 
Yeah. So it, that's quite a substantial drop off. And yeah, and, and the thing is, Lego Movie did it from a standing. Yeah, from job. a standing start. Like this, this Lego Batman. He was introduced in the Lego Movie, and it, yeah, I th- that that's that feels weird to me. I mean, they they came out pretty much the same weekend, but three years apart. Yeah. And yeah, I I find that really odd, really odd. I, but I didn't get that 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 um, the, the what is it guy with Lord Voldemort for quite a while and was thinking, who is that? Yeah. And and then and then I actually I looked at my phone to see who it was because I thought I know it's Eddie Izzard, but who is it? So I thought, oh, it's Voldemort. Ah. Yeah, Still that's fair. That's fair. Um, no, but good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I rewatched The Beach. Okay, good. Right, uh, I, I, I've not watched this probably since since it came out on DVD in like 2000 and probably late 2000, maybe early 2001. I'd probably say late 2000. Uh, I haven't watched it since then, uh, to be honest. So you're going on like 16, 17 years. Um and I've always been a little bit of a, afraid to rewatch it, to be honest, because it does seem a little bit like a movie that would age horribly. Um, uh, and so, been hovering over it for a while and suggested to Betsy the other day, and she went, "Actually, yeah, let's give it, let's give it a go, uh, and just sort of see how it's held up." And the weird thing is, I think if I'd have watched it five years ago, I'd have said. This movie has aged horribly, hmm. but now it doesn't feel it, it feels like it's aged, but not that bad, really. To be honest, right? Okay. It just feels more like a more like a timepiece. Like it made like, like the fact that you've got an internet cafe and things like that there shows it's aged, but then it it that was the age it was made in. Um, so it, it didn't. It doesn't actually. It doesn't feel that age as much as I thought it would do. Um, and the story is still quite solid. The performances are still okay enough for the type of movie it is. Uh, Boyle is doing some interesting stuff. I, often, I I clearly didn't remember that. It, essentially, it, it 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 tries to ape quite brazenly Apocalypse Now <laughs> as well. Oh yeah. Oh, At points, yeah. didn't remember that, um, and my affection for Apocalypse Now wasn't as high then as it is. It obviously is now, um, so that was that was fun. Um, but yeah, it was. I I thoroughly enjoyed my rewatch of it. The um the video game sequence. The video game rough. The, the video the video game bit was shit in two thousand though. But these age bad. I just think it was always bad. Yeah. Okay. Fair shout. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's. I, I enjoyed my rewatch of it. To be honest, I, I I quite enjoyed sort of getting back into it and going, "Ha! I'm watching this, this cinema." I remember you know reading the book and talking to people about the book. I remember buying the DVD when it first came out. I remember it being like a a big deal for sort of for for my age group. You know, Danny Boyle who directed Train Spotting, coming into contact with Leonardo DiCaprio, who was this massive star, and then you had the fucking Moby soundtrack and things like that. And it's you know there are some bits that are just a bit fucking weird that you get the feeling like Danny Boyle went, I don't want to do that though, but the studio went, you're gonna do it. Like, 
essentially I've had Moby doing the same song. Do I need to put All Saints in it? Yeah, you need to have some kind of love scene between the, the, the two main characters and it needs to be at this song. Good old okay. All Saints. Yeah. And it just but it it just it holds up quite nicely. It's actually quite a it's quite a gnarly film at points. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it gets rough. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So uh, that's all I've watched this 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 week. I've had a bit of a hectic week. So what, what have you caught this week? Okay, so I watched a third watch of the Boss Baby. <laughs> okay, Literally, we bought it on iTunes for Lottie, and Donna and I just ended up watching the entire thing with her. Um, You've seen that three times. No, I've now seen the Boss Baby three times. I like the Boss Baby. I think it's funny. I, Do you know what? It, it's one ninety nine to rent it on fucking Amazon Prime at the moment. I, 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 I kind of think I might have to get it. I think I think you need to rent it. I think we need to have a conversation about the Boss Baby once you've watched it. Um, but moving on, I watched the Emoji Movie. <laughs> so, which emoji would you use to describe it? I would use the Sir Patrick Stewart emoji. <laughs> and Sir Why am pa- I not surprised? The credit at the end and Sir Patrick Stewart as poop. Just... I God, I hope they paid him a buttload to do that fucking film. Um, it's, It is as bad as everyone's saying it is. Because I, I remember when the Angry Birds movie came out, everyone said it was terrible, and then we both watched it at different times and went. I, I, I thought it was alright. I actually Angry, quite enjoyed it. Angry Birds is fine. Um, yeah. It's no great shakes, but it's not nearly as bad as you would think it to be. It's not as bad as it should be. No. The Emoji movie is just. so, so lazy. Um, and. So intent on just advertising things. Um, I mean, they literally play rounds of Candy Crush and Just Dance in in this. Um, So there are sections that are basically a five-minute advertisement. And God, Lottie yesterday was talking about Candy Crush and talking about the, the voice in it saying, Game over, game over. And it was just like, oh, God. What have I done? And she'll like as, as as far as I'm concerned, she'll never play Candy Crush. So like they're they're not going to get. And Christ, I will have the in-app purchases switched off. I've got passwords and Touch ID fucking locked down on everything now. Um, yeah, because she's getting to that age. Um, so yeah, I mean Christ, the story. All right, you've got the Met emoji. He wants to be more than meh, but he just has to be meh because each emoji is only allowed to be one thing and all the other emojis think it's weird that he is trying to be more than meh. However, the shit emoji, no one like says, you stink, I want to get away from you. They're all perfectly happy to be with him, so it doesn't really make any sense. Um, so he wants to be turned into just meh. So he teams up with the high five emoji, 
and a hacker emoji voiced by Anna Faris to go to the cloud via Dropbox. So basically they need to go to Dropbox in order to be turned into just meh. And yeah, it's about you can be more than one thing even though if you're a female character who gives a monologue about how she doesn't want to be defined as a princess or a bride and then literally 10 minutes later runs back and essentially saves the day and submits to essentially being a princess, then, you know, well done. I mean, when I say save the day, I mean, it just, it, she doesn't really, it just, she rejects meh and then immediately regrets it and basically defines her life around him which was what she didn't want to do 10 minutes ago um james corden's the high five emoji there's that um yeah You're not selling it I, I, I don't think i'll watch this no it, it the thing i mean like it's genuinely the thing that i came closest to laughing at was in the background of one scene, the poop emoji or the shit emoji is hitting a fan. Like, which I actually thought was quite a funny visual gag. Yeah. So, points there. But, yeah, it's um, it's a 90 minute long advert for things that you don't want to pay for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, 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 you know... It's it's kind of it's hard to get angry about it because frankly it just means that I'm never going to download the apps that it's really talking about like Spotify's featured in it fuck you Spotify I got Apple Music so that's fine um like Dropbox I don't use Dropbox um Twitter's in it actually so maybe I should stop using Twitter but that's probably just a fucking life hack um like just how to make yourself happier stop using Twitter out of curiosity, how much is Apple Music? Um, nine ninety nine. Oh, actually, I got ninety nine pound for a year. Um, so how much is that? Does it normally nine ninety nine a month? It's normally nine ninety nine a month, but I get it for eight twenty five a month. And how many how many accounts can you have on that? Oh, if you want a family sharing one, it's fourteen ninety nine, but you can have like four, I think. So that's the same as Spotify, isn't it? That's the same as Spotify, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... There you go. The Emoji Movie. It's fucking shit, but of course it is. Yeah. Like, I mean, that that's really the review in a nutshell. The Emoji Movie. It's shit, but you already know that. Don't bother reading the next 500 words. Um, so, there you go. Bobbins. Um, well, I mean, it's worse than Bobbins. It's fucking, like... Like, it's actually quite unpleasant. Um, but yeah um, okay I oh, obviously watch Gregory's Girl Patreon um, yeah. so fuck man what did I watch yesterday shit that's not a good sign is it <laughs> seriously what the fuck did I watch yesterday I watched something yesterday and I can't remember what it was oh god oh yeah fun mom dinner that was it Fun Mom Dinner. And I wrote a review of it, which is on Screen Jabber now as well. So, 
This is the Bad Moms ripoff that stars Tony Collette um, and Molly Shannon and Adam Scott. And it's produced by Paul Rudd and written by Paul Rudd's wife. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, directed by the lady who's directing the Barbie film as well. So it's got VOD all over it when it's called Fun Mom Dinner. But then yeah. you look at it and it's like, actually, there's some relatively not VOD stuff going on here. Yeah. Um, so, basically. Is it Kate uh, Asselton as well? Yeah, uh, that's her. In yeah. A, uh, Mark Duplass's missus. That's her. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She's, she's a she... funny woman. She's a good looking lady as well, actually. Fair she's a very good looking lady. She, she is, uh, as Becky describes her, uh, my goals. <laughs> I was, you know, my, my thoughts on your wife are well documented, so um, we won't go down that particular road. But I was thinking she looks like your wife. Um, so, anyway. Well, she, she, the, the thing is, um, she's in The League, the uh, yeah. Nick Roll, um, Matt Duplass uh, movie. Um, and we're at the moment, we're, we're, we're quite big fans of The League, me and Bex. Uh, and we're doing a rewatch of the there's like six, six seven series I think we're, we're like halfway through series three at the moment doing a rewatch of the whole thing. No less, we're just at the end of series three. I'm doing a rewatch of the whole thing. Uh, so literally, like we always need a half an hour show on the go, and uh, I'm getting to see Kate Anderson like two three times a night. <laughs> That's it. That, honestly, the leaf. Everyone needs a half an hour fucking show. That's a great show to get into. Yeah, I, oh god, if I watch TV, um, I'm finding it hard enough to watch Luke Cage at the moment. Um, but good shout. Um, so basically, um, it's a bunch of mums. Um, so Kate Azelton and Tony Collette are uh, friends from like high school who have kids. Tony Collette. Uh, Icolette is is rather abrasive and rubs other people up the wrong way. Uh, Bridget Everett is uh, essentially the Melissa McCarthy of this film, um, but she is quite funny. Um, And Molly Shannon is uh, a divorced mum. So they all go out for dinner and they smoke weed and um, things ensue. Kate Azelton starts having a will-they-won't-they with Adam Levine of Maroon 5, um, is, is he playing Adam Levine of Maroon 5 or is he playing a different character? Well, he's playing Adam Levine of Maroon 5 moonlighting as a bartender. Um, and then all the while you've got Rob Hubel and Adam Scott like looking after their, their kids and uh, kind of things happen there as well. So this film is less than an hour and a half long and it had it had enough laughs for me. So I was fine with it. I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, All right. Yeah, it's um, it's. It, I mean, it, it's no great shakes, but it, it feels comparative to Bad Moms. It's kind of it's kind of weird that it's getting a VOD release. It's one of those ones where it feels like if it came out two or three years ago, it would have got a theatrical. Um, yeah. But it, it's just it's the kind of the space that we're in now. Um, but yeah, I yeah I I, I laughed more than enough. Um, it's very, very brisk. It's very pacey. Um, Eighty-one minutes long. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Like it just, it, it's kind of in and you're out. Um, yeah. You know, I like, I watched the whole thing and wrote up a review of an evening. 
you know, oh. which, which which ain't too shabby. Um, yeah, I mean, like all, all all the women are good in it. There's Kate Hazelton and Tony Clare are essentially the the straight ones against Bridget Everett and Molly Shannon, kind of pushing out the comedic stuff a bit more. Mm. Um, but yeah, that it's it's all it's all fun. I mean, it's it's no great shakes, but as a Tuesday night watch, it was actually not bad. Nice. Um, and even though, you know, maybe don't pay for the VOD rent, it will probably pop up on Netflix or Amazon Prime in the next few months anyway. So. I, that's what I'd do. I, I just wait because it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to crop up on one of my next few months, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. And uh, my last one for this week is Kung Fu Killer, uh, which is a film with, starring Donnie Yen, and he does the action direction. And it's directed by, I want to say Stanley Tong. I think that's his name. Um, oh, no, Teddy Chan. I got that completely wrong. Okay, who the fuck's Stanley Tong? Um, but, okay. So, this this film um, was actually uh, at LFF in 2014. Um, it's on Netflix now. Um, so, Kung Fu Killer, it's a mix of martial arts film and serial killer police procedural. <laughs> Um, okay. but it's quite goofy um, so basically there is a serial killer hunting down like num- like people who are number one in specialised fields of martial arts Donnie Yen is in prison he's a former cop who's in prison um, for killing a suspect I believe that's what it was and he basically tells the police, I know who this guy is. If you let me out, I can help you. Or I know who he's going to kill next. So the film for like the first hour or so is interspersed with scenes of like Donnie Yen doing stuff with the killer going after his next target and then just having a fight scene. And, um, and then it climaxes with Donnie Yen and the killer having this fight on this like highway where they're literally running after each other and then just having a scrap while like lorries and shit are just like driving by them and they're in the middle of the road. Um, and it's really fun. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's, it's fucking dumb. And I still have, I actually have no idea. Like the serial killer has a bit of backstory and it's like, right. That backstory does not lead to I must kill every single number one in each different martial arts specialism. I don't get it. <laughs> like, it's mental. I quite, like... I think you'd quite enjoy this, so I'm, I'm not going to say. But I may... And maybe I missed something. I'll be honest. It was a treadmill film. And it's on Netflix, you said? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah, Kung Fu Killer. Um, but like that, yeah. there's some decent fights in it. It's like an hour and 40 long and it seems at the end it's like a dedication to people who are in the film and it cut and i read up on it afterwards and basically it feels like every single bit part is some sort of hong kong action cinema personality like it's ridiculous like every single one seems to be some sort of known in hong kong action cinema person whether it's like a director or, or an actor or a choreographer. And it's got them like all at the end. And it's it's mental. Um, 
and even um do you know the um god what was the dvd label called back in the day that did like iron monkey and whatnot was it it was like hong kong legends or something Hong Kong Legends, i think it was yeah and they had their commentary tracks by this guy bay logan yeah he's in this <laughs> and, and you know just as a cameo and it like he comes up at the end it was like what the fuck is he doing here right and so it's it, you know it's just it's 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 really entertaining um <laughs> but it doesn't make a lick of sense and seriously, if you watch it, if you could tell me why the killer has been driven to do this, I would love to know. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, it, but yeah, it's it, very entertaining. Donnie Yen's really good. There's some really decent action sequences in it and like good kind of like wire foo stuff. And uh, yeah, recommended. Um, nice. If, like, certain, if you like that sort of thing, watch it. Um, it's it's given me a bit of a taste for like Hong Kong action cinema. I, I haven't watched a lot recently. It kind of makes me want to delve back in. So um, yeah, good stuff. And that's it for me. So I don't think we got any Twitter questions. Uh, oh, I think we do actually. Oh shit! Okay. Give me two seconds. I'm sure I've got a couple. Let me have a look. Kid, uh, at Rick J. Kid, uh, best one wanted to adapt to Valerian for years. Is there any book, graphic novel, or game from your childhood you want to see a movie adaptation of? Hmm. So, sorry, what was it? Comic book? Or... It could be um, book, graphic novel, or game. I want to see an adaptation of. Mm-hmm. Most of the comic books and stuff that I've read, they've already kind of happened. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it just with games as well, it's just like. I don't know, I would like to have seen a Streets of Rage game. That uh, movie. Oh yeah, no, I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you could do you could do something like that, I suppose. Um, yeah. I don't. Know, it's just like these days. It's like just kind of keep the medium separate. Yeah, no, that 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 yeah, that's my Streets of Rage. Okay, cool. No, I'd I'd go with that. I'll say Golden Axe. Golden Axe is a good shout. Golden Axe has been my second one. Fuck man. Golden yeah. Axe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy with that. All right, cool. Yeah, I think there was one more actually. I, I can't seem to be able to find it now, but I'm sure there was one more. Give me two seconds, and I shall just have a look to see if it's got lost in the ether somewhere. Yes, there was. John Dangerfield at Dangerfield J. Uh, question: uh, Top three horror films of the last five years. Top three horror films of the last five yeah. years. Fuck. Um, I mean, I know you're not going to agree, but The Witch. Um, yeah, I'm not going to agree. No, I know you're not. Um, <laughs> uh, fuck. Okay. Um, Ah, this is a tough one, this one, I think. See, I really I really like the Conjuring films. Uh, I really like the Conjuring films, actually, yeah. I've I, 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 I really enjoyed them. Um, I'm looking forward to rewatching the Conjuring 2, actually. I, I, it's a cinema watch I haven't since, but, um, yeah. 
Um, I, 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 I quite don't breathe. Thought that was a, a solid watch. Yeah, don't breathe was good. Um, uh, I enjoyed it more on my rewatch actually because the the, 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 the the bit where it kind of twists and gets a little bit grimier, shall we say, um, mm. didn't feel as jarring. Okay, that's good. Um, I don't know. I mean, like it comes at night is a horror film, and I yeah. would argue, and that's great. Um, Could you argue that the Neon Demons a horror film? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that's yeah, that's a good shout. Uh, what else? It's been a lot of crap. I mean, before before I wake was good. Before um, I wake was pretty good, yeah, actually. Um, Just kind of have a look and see what we've been out in the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, the uh, autopsy of Jane Doe, I thought it was very good. Yeah, it was, yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it was all right. You know, in comparison to a lot of what is it uh, that we get? Um, oh, Krampus. Krampus. I love Krampus. Um, yeah, I, I I didn't like it the first time around, but it, it it has now kind of made its way into it will get watched every Christmas now. The Wailing was good. Did you ever? Did you get to that? I haven't seen The Wailing yet. No, no that's good. Is man. it worth really worth watching? Yeah. Yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, what we do in the shadows? It's a horror movie. Might not be a classic horror movie, in a horror comedy, but it's still a horror movie. It's a fucking good film, that. It's a solid movie. The girl with like all the gifts is really good. Is it? Yeah, the girl with all the gifts. Ah, yeah. right. Sinister, I thought was 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 a solid watch. Yeah. Oh, I think that's probably enough, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think we should sit, sit on that. I'm, I'm, I'm looking through and going, there's a lot of crap, though. <laughs> there's lots of crap. Uh, yeah, that was it for questions, though. Sweet. Okay, so uh, that is it for this show, week's show. Um, I will be starting uh, my look through the Sight & Sound Top 250 on the Patreon feed. Um should be this weekend. Um, might might be the start of next week just because it's three films I'm doing in this first one. Um, so we'll we'll kind of see how that goes. But um, I'm going to be doing the Three Colours trilogy. Um, first time watches for all of them, I think. Even though Donna said to me the other day, she sweat she swore I I've talked about one one of them to her before. So, but I don't know. It, it like which makes me think that maybe in like I think you the, watched. But have I actually seen one of them then? Shit. I think you have. It must have been like the mid to late noughties though. Like, God, really though? Like, I just, I genuinely can't remember it. And it kind of feels like the Free Colors trilogy, based on what people say, kind of feels like it's, it should be stuff that you remember. Hmm. But, it'd be like, interesting to listen. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what you think about that. Fuck that's really that's really got me sketched out that like if genuinely if it turns out I've watched one of them before it's like I have no memory of it no memory <laughs> like so fuck that's weird okay um yeah so uh there you go um you got some damn you football coming as well haven't you damn you football uh, will be out hopefully uh I, I might delay it and do it at the weekend after all the uh, Monday night um so that I can incorporate all the football that's happened uh, between Friday and, and Monday. So it might, it might land Tuesday. That might land. But it'll, 
it'll be a bumper kind of preview. Um, w Football might even go to being a um, a half an hour show every week after the football after that week's calendar of games is gone and then also be like a little half an hour show that discusses events of football every few weeks um, for that. So it'll get a little bit more intense uh, with the season starting and I will cover in the next episode stuff like transfers and bits like that and the craziness of, of all that. There's also the Patreon page, there'll be another movie memories uh, and there will also be another um, the our series as well on there. Um I've already watched one of the films, not necessarily what it is, uh, and I've watched one of the other films as well um, before the weekend, so that should be out, I would say, Sunday, maybe Monday. Sweet. So, yeah. Very, very good. So, we will be back next week um, on the normal feed, but there's going to be some extra stuff on the Patreon. $3 a month, patreon.com forward slash dude and a monkey. But, yeah, we will be back. Thank you very much for listening, and toodaloo. Goodbye. Thank you very much, guys.